Mean Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. She is me, I am she, and we up in here again. Black History Month all up and through season two. And y'all know how we do. We always highlight our peoples. The black excellence is in full effect, and it's that's what it's all about here, honestly. But let me take care of my business. You got to follow me on social media, Olivia Fox Radio. You can find me all over the spot. Make sure that you like and share this podcast and go tell everybody about it because that's how we make it hot. Word, word, word. Let's get into it. Today, we're talking to a gentleman. Now, let me just say this. Let me just say this real quick, real quick. Folks see artists on TV, go to their concerts, and everybody sees the finished product. But rarely do we see the people behind the magic, the folks that make it happen, the folks that are really, to me, the true talent behind some of these superstars. And so we have one of those people with us. We go back way, way like babies and pacifiers. And if you in DC, you got to know the bodacious one. Joining us today on the Olivia Fox podcast is Bo Sampson. Hello. Olivia, Woo, that was some type <laughs> of intro, boy. I tell you, this is so much fun. Y'all, I could have paid you to be on here. <laughs> That's how much I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Well, you so know, much. this is what I do, Bo. You know, this is what I do. Got to get into it. Tell everybody, for those folks that are outside the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area that aren't familiar with Bo Sampson, let everybody know who you are and what it is that you put down each and every day of your life. Well, you know what's real funny? Um, my first love was sports. And some somehow I stumbled into the entertainment business um by loving sports. I went to Bowie State College. It was a college at the time. Yes, you I, or BSC. That's right. And I learned how to lose early in life. Because we were losing like crazy. I played basketball, point guard, right? And uh we had a guy that wasn't even enrolled in school on the basketball team. Man, I can tell you so much stuff about that, but that's that's further down the line. Then I stumbled into the uh, music business. I worked at MCA Records for seven years, so I, I I was able to work with a lot of people. People know today, thirty years strong. I've been in the business thirty five years, and um, people always want to know, well, Bo, we see you, but we can't figure out everything you do. But I'm a behind the scenes guy like yourself. Um, you know, it, it takes a group of people uh, to get to the next level, not not just the talent. So. When I talk to people, I just say, hey, man, I'm like a, a, a secret agent or whatnot. You know, I'm, I'm trying to cut the deal. You know, a lot of people know me from getting music on the radio, but uh, I had to advance because everything goes in cycles. Olivia, as you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really, in this life, it's really about the pivot because you never know what's yeah. going to happen. But you have to have the ability to pivot, change directions and really like you said, keep it moving. Now, I remember there may be some youngins out here listening. They may not remember MCA, but I remember MCA. Everybody was on MCA. Do you remember back in the day, one, when movies used to come out and the soundtracks would be just as hot, but record labels used to put out CDs of their artists. And I still have one. I think it was Jodeci that was on it, Heavy D, just the bomb. And I don't even know if they're doing that anymore. But tell, a, tell folks a little bit about some of the folks that you worked with. 
Well, uh, it's funny because I work with, I, I promoted from the electric slide to rump shake. <laughs> and some people know that, you know what I'm saying? And then I graduated, but I mean, I've worked with Aaliyah. I've worked with uh, the one of my favorite groups, Guy, Shy, Jodeci, Mary J. Blige. And I think to clarify everything, people got to understand when you say you work with them, what does that mean? Well, in my part of the country, uh, Washington, Baltimore, Virginia, my job was to create a demand in that part of the crunch. So the demand sometimes came from the streets. The streets was retail, uh, clubs, uh, um, you know, video. Now the technology is changing. It's social media. So I worked with so many people that people didn't even know, but it took a while for them to get to that level. So my job was to find a way in my part of the country create enough demand where we can get the radio stations to play the music. And, and and the thing about it is you could have no talent and become famous if you created the demand. And I got in the business, I couldn't sing, I couldn't dance, but a joker could hang out. And that's how I got in the business, hanging out. And somebody hanging like, out in personality too, bro. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta have a personality. You gotta have a little game to you. That's right. That's right. So how do you think with the, the as you spit as you said, technology, how do you think that's changed records? We know how the impact it's had on radio, but how do you think it's changed the entertainment industry? Well, the bottom line is the end game is some people do it as a hobby, some people do it as a career. So the, the business model has changed. Technology changed. Like, people not buying music no more. They renting the house. It's a timeshare. You have access, but you don't own it. And then you got the situation where, you know, I always tell people you make money by sales, shows, publishing. Now, you're not making money off the streaming because the streaming doesn't pay that much money. Right. And the publishing, for the young people that are out there and watching this show, Man, if you use Parliament Funkadelic or Barcades or even New Edition, you have to pay them people. They don't understand that. So the only way you're going to make money is basically on shows, pretty much in endorsements. And the funny thing, a guy, uh, some of the artists that become popular, the um, you know, Puffies, Dr. Dre and them, they did not make money so much on the music. They use the music to become popular to getting other areas where you can make big money. The clothing, right. the headphones for Dr. Dre, right. uh, yeah. the liquor, the alcohol. So the music, technically, everybody loves music, whatever style of music there is. And um, the thing about it is if you become popular, you can cut a deal. You know, I always talk about that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Livy Jokers had so much hype on that. People were killing each other on that thing. Weren't they? And that and that, that sandwich wasn't that good. But it was, it was the hype. Yeah, but it was marketing because after they could not get that sandwich in the store, McDonald's came up with a chicken sandwich, Burger King, everybody. So they closed the gap on on um the prop the profit share. Like iPhone, right. you got Android, you got so somebody got it out there. And it's funny because some people uh, might not be the originator of the idea, 
but they got out there first and created the hype. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. I use the same technique in life and, and, and cycles. I think things go three to five years. Cycle. Things get hot and cold. You know what I'm saying? It could be Absolutely. a hairstyle. It could be uh, the way the person look. Remember, I can give you an example right now in our industry. Remember how hot ringtones was? Yes. Do you have a hair ringtone anymore? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying stuff burns out. If everybody gets it, then it's not as special. It's just like if you buy an outfit and you see some woman wearing your outfit and everybody got it, you're you going to retire. You ain't going to try to put it on no more. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm going home. Look. <laughs> yeah, going home. Be like, that chick got my dress on. I'm going home. Yeah. So I had an opportunity working at a company. MCA is technically universal. But what happens is, as a company, people buy out companies. Even AT&T getting ready to change their name. Did you know that? I did. They, I, I'm just saying. So they might have started with this, and then somebody buys the company. They change the name. That's what happened at our company because the Japanese technically bought MCA. And it's funny. I'll give you a quick story. I did not this, know that. Uh-oh, yeah. spill it, Bo. The Notorious Big, right, was on MCA Records. When Puffy left, they allowed Puffy to take Big. So the, the controversy was, do you let him go or do you keep him? So the Japanese were buying it. So you know how they are in propaganda, you know, in their country. So when he's talking about sleeping with Patti LaBelle on the record, back then, do you let him go? Or do you keep them? Of course, I'm sure MCA at the time wanted to keep them, but they let them go. Of course, the record blew up, but they, they might have messed up some of the deal, you know, because their culture is a lot different yeah. than our culture. They kind of control maybe a little bit what you hear and what you see in those mm -hmm. other countries, not like the United States, you know? Right. So, you know, being in this game and it's like musical chairs. And you know that, you know, um, and sometimes you can't take it personal, you know, when change comes because it's part of life. And for me, what I had to do in order for me to stay relevant, I had to stay close to the streets living because the streets tell you what's going to happen before it get to Main Street. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why a lot of artists who started in the streets um, I mean, we hear historically, we're here on the 50th anniversary of hip hop, but I remember when West Coast rappers, when they came out and even East Coast rappers, they were selling their stuff, you know, out of their cars. You go into the barbershop, you would hear, check it out, listen to my demo. They go to these big conventions, the same thing. Nobody would know who they were and they'd just be pushing their stuff on their own. And I think if I, if there are a lot of people that do, um, promotion and marketing and building hype. But I think Diddy was really one of the, you know, premier promoters, hype men that could take a little bit of something and make it just huge. I will never forget um, seeing little Kim. I, I, I don't even know what tour it was, but when she came to the radio station, it was this huge pink bus. And I know uh, all my little Nicki Minaj fans out there are like, mm -mm, she was no baby. I remember when little Kim pulled up in the big pink bus, you know, that was, that was promotion. That was hype. That was, that was getting it out there and just blowing it up bigger than anything. Because really one thing about it, people always want to be 
down with the VIP. You know, if you can get the VIP section, you know, that's what that's what you want. So and you have to build your product and your artists the same way. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a situation where you had a concept idea at a label in a way and a means to get the artist to the next level and either met resistance or weren't able to do what you wanted to do and you ended up having to go around? Have you had that experience before? Oh, yeah, a lot. I talk about it. Um, I also have a you know, book just coming out and I'm going to talk about a lot of the stories in the book, but what I would say that definitely happened, um, you know, and it has a lot to do with the executives, the people and at the street level, man, I, man, I stayed at the street level and, and it wasn't, I was street. I ain't got no kids. I never had the drugs, but where the demand was and they told you what was going to happen. So I would come up with different ideas based on my party experiences you know, that's what Puffy, just like you mentioned Puffy, Puffy was a party promoter in the beginning. Right. Then he hung around and learned the game and then um, got in the right click. People liked him, gave him a shot. Then that's pretty much how he got there. Whether you like him or not, he did it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Big time. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a guy that really showed everybody was that. And I, I have not worked with him, but I admired him from afar was Master Pete. That, that Master P was, man, that guy was a genius, a business genius, you know, but he made his own way. It's a lot of people. And I think for the young people out there, the young inspired artists and the young people trying to do what you do, nothing happens right away. You plant the seed then you got to water it. Then it say, say, say that again, because we live in a society of instant gratification, especially, yeah. and I'm not trying to be the old person saying, look at these kids, but yeah. because everything is in their hands, their phone, they can have access to everything. I think uh, we have a generation of people coming up that want it just like this. And if it comes that fast, Impossible. it's not going to last. So you have nope. to work on it. Say that again about. Well, when you got to plant a seed in your water, it doesn't grow grow right away. And, um, you know, you got to put time in. I mean, you got people the same background that you didn't know. And Anthony Hamlin, the same background that D'Angelo. Luther Vandross. Yes. Greatest sing he sang background of Roberta Flack. And Jingles. So <laughs> a lot of people don't know. Um, Alicia Keys, it took about like, three or four years before she hit. So you got to put that time into it. You can have talent, and but the bottom line, no, everybody want quick, fast, and in a hurry. And what I would say is, uh, mention to your point with the young people, some of that social media ain't real. It's what I call fake famous. It ain't, you can have a million followers and you have means and resources to, they can buy those likes. And you could have a million people on the social media, but you only got your family and friends following because it's perception. And, you know, I call it fake famous. I said, these, these, these kids don't understand the business. And the only reason myself and you uh, understand about business, we had role models. Man, it took me about two and a half years to get a job. I ain't had no money, but I had role models and I kept following and, I, you know, I had the passion. And then when I finally got the job and I talk about it in my book, man, guy said, man, how are you so good? And then I had to sit back and think about, man, I was on job training for two and a half years. I better be good. <laughs> Making no money. 
man, I was debating. I was about to quit. You, you see what I'm saying? So right. You, you see, I love documentaries too, Felicity. You know, and uh, you know, I did a um, I don't know if you're familiar, but I did a documentary with um, you know, TV One on the on the uh, on the Go Go music beat. Don't stop with Miss Hughes, Tracy, and Deidre. And I'm telling you, man, that was an honor for me to be involved because I understood it because that's where I'm from. You know, right. so we were able to put something together. But people don't understand we had to clear 30 songs. They don't understand it. Some of the some of the go-go guys don't even know who owned the record. <laughs> we couldn't get cleared to play it, you know? So, you know, my thing is, if you want to be good, you got to put your time and set a principle of having people respect you. Don't follow the crowd. Do what say what you, you know, do what you say you're going to do. Be on time. That's what my father used to say. You know, my father, he was part of my role model because he sold vacuum cleaners, Olivia. Door to door. That's how I met my mother. Mm. She ain't buy that back clean, Olivia. Man, I would not be here. <laughs> the greatest hype man of all time, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, man. You're blessed to have had that because a lot of people don't have that first mentor being a parent that really, you know, lets you know from the jump what it is and take you along the journey to kind of you know, school you on what's going on. And you're more receptive because it's your people, you know, it's your parent. So you tend to learn more. Let's get into this book that's coming out. What does Bo do? What does Bo do? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you about this. The book will be coming out, but the key is, I would say it just talks about my journey. It has a glossary and quotes from different people, pictures, man, it's about entertainment. And uh, I, I work with quite a few people, including New Edition. And, you know, I mean, I even been in the video before, Olivia. Wale video, <laughs> man. But I can't act. But I got in the video cutting hair. People up there said, man, man, can you cut my son's hair? Man, I was acting, baby. <laughs> he was acting. <laughs> that wasn't me. And look, that might have been AI back then. You know and saying? that's my next thing when I oh, talk to folks man. in the industry. How is this AI changing things? And for not only for the artists, but the people that work behind the scenes, um, we had this huge, um, you know, with the art, with the actors going on strike and the writers because of the AI, and they were trying to basically pimp the actors. And, and now it took we're one dealing with to come out. yes, and now we're dealing with artists being you know, kind of looking around and trying to figure out what's going on because AI is able to imitate voices and your image. Tell us a little bit about how you feel AI and the technology is impacting um, our industry. I think it's dangerous because for me, we know this group back in the day. I don't know if your listener knows a group called Milly Vanilli. Man, <laughs> this, this, this is the new Milly Vanilli. Man, me and you can put a record out right now, and, and they don't even know. And see, it's it, it, it's a great copycat. Mm. You know, even the even the people in uh, Hollywood, they're they're scared to death about this thing because they could take Michael Jackson, who I think is the greatest. Absolutely, <laughs> man, ain't with, no better, better, better without debate, man, without debate. Yeah, so they could take his voice, and they could um use the AI and put a new record out. But the problem is 
clearances, who owns what. You, you see what I'm saying? And uh, that's what people don't know. People just doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that AI is dangerous, you know, um, for, in my opinion. Now, there are some positive things to some extent, but it's going to cut a lot of jobs. I think, in my opinion, and I always tell people, technology and competition change the game. Every business. I don't care what you say. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. So that AI, the technology, you know, they can, just like with radio, they they could, they <laughs> that technology, man, you don't have to have as many bodies. You got one person doing the same thing. Copycat. Absolutely. The greatest and you. And you know what else really changed the game? And I think because it was so traumatic for everybody on a global scale with COVID, yes. nobody's really, I mean, if you, if you know, maybe it'll take some time, but you never really hear people talking about COVID. It's kind of like we went through it and I don't want to look back at it. I don't even want to talk about it. We made it through. Let's just keep moving forward. But I think COVID really changed the game in terms of uh, people's mindset people's ability to make a living and folks able to pivot because you can't pivot if you can't go nowhere. And now people don't even want to go back into an office situation or work nope. environment. They don't want to do it. And if mm -hmm. nothing else, COVID kind of proved that you don't need to be there in order to do your job. Yeah. That the COVID was crazy. And I really wish they would start kind of talking about the things that have changed in 2024 as a result. And I can't even believe it's been four years. It's crazy. Now yep. the book that's mm -hmm. coming out, what does Bo do? What made, what inspired you to say, you know what? I've lived a pretty magnificent life and I feel as though I need to go ahead and put this book together. What was the defining moment for you where you said I'm doing it? Well, the defining moment, cause everywhere I go, that was people asking me, that's one reason. And then I wanted to document, God gives everybody a talent. So my talent was promotions, hype band, whatever y'all want to call me. So I wanted to have it documented. And the thing about it, when I do put it out, um, and it's coming, it, you know, everybody going to know. It, it don't make sense if nobody knows. Like if you got the secret recipe to Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new, <laughs> the new flavor, it don't make a difference. Ain't nobody know about it. You know what I'm saying? So I got to make, I got to show people from this book that I know how to promote. And this is the first time maybe that I'm, I'm in the front to some extent, but I had some help from people that uh, looked out for me. You know, I had, I have a lot of people that looked out and I, I thank God for that for sure. You know, cause I couldn't have made it uh, with, without the help. That's what people got to understand partnership. Mm. You couldn't have got there if you're, your excellent producer, this guy named Ken Johnson from Carroll High School, Bowie State, uh, one of the top. He was a valedictorian. He didn't tell you that, did he? He if sure he didn't. If he didn't get involved, man. Huh? Let me find that. out Ken was smart. Yep, man. Man, I, I, man, I would have carried Ken's uh, bags if I, if I knew he was going to blow up like this. That's how you get in the game. Isn't it crazy, the journey and the people that you meet? I tell you, it's like, you know, three, you just... You you go off and you start off with folks, you know, because Ken and I started way, way back in the oh, early yeah, 90s yeah. at WHUR. And then you come, you you know, you do your journey and go and wherever it is that you go. And then somehow or another, you end up circling right back around 
to those people that you really met and were really down from the jump. Can you think of people um, in the industry that played an intricate part in both Samson's success and ability to be and do the things you've been able to do and be? Does that make sense? Uh, be and do, first, do and be. First is going to be God. <laughs> Always going to be God. God first and then the family. And I got a guy like Ernie Singleton who gave me my shot. Uh, uh, he was the president of MCA. Um, people like Renee Givens, Peggy Body. You know, all these people helped me uh, in my journey. But you know what's real funny? I, I got so many stories, man. It's just crazy. I'll tell you one story. You might be able to relate when um, you were at one station. Well, I don't know if you were there, but I got banded for one station for taking one group immature. They were so hot. Uh, the KYS and the guy at PGC, Jay Stevenson, and I told him, banded me from the radio station because I went and took the group to the other station to do an interview. And then the <laughs> funny thing about it, MCA didn't even get me back in the, in the um, radio station. We were so hot. They couldn't even drop none of our records. Other they they wouldn't have a playlist, and uh, I ended up getting my own self back in the radio station. <laughs> you know, it's it just a lot of stories. I used to I used to take it like, man, I was a secret agent, man. I gotta get this <laughs> done, man. You know, but you know the thing that really made these artists hit, and the reason why we don't hear uh, new artists breaking like we used to, we used to have these conventions, and I'm sure you familiar, Impact. B-R-E, Jack the Rapper. Jack the Rapper. You did, if you did anything at those conventions, word spread it like wildfire. You pretty much blew up. Yep. And we don't have those, we don't have those uh, gauges. Like I always tell people, I stay to the streets. Do you like Pepsi? Do you like Coke? What do you like? You, you understand the, the demand comes from the people. So Absolutely. those conventions, those were the conventions where you could network, meet somebody. You might even become a star by meeting the right person. They can't take the people. The people stuff getting taken out of it uh, is, is the reason why things ain't happening like they used to. The promo tour is what broke the groups. You know? Absolutely. The promo do they tour still broke. do those? Do they still no. do promos? No, black, they no. don't. They just put the record out, and, and, and if you don't have enough, uh, followers or whatnot, they, they might drop you because they don't have a gauge. They put people in power um, that weren't trained. See, I was trained, you were trained, Ken was trained. We had somebody that, that, that showed us, do it like this, do it like that, don't do it like that. So they don't have no, no trainings. They have no role models. Everybody got to have a role model somewhere. How you know, how you going to know how to take the trash out? If your parents didn't tell you to do it or show you how to do it. My father exactly. had me doing everything, taking the weeds out the alley. And man, it's just crazy when I sit back and think, but it trained me. And it got me to where, you know, hopefully, you know, I think I'm in a, a good position to say I'm still moving around. You know what? You, the, you, you hit a point there that they've taken the people part out of many industries. And like you said, you know, when artists would come to radio stations and and you'd even like put them on 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 blast to make them rap, you know, just off the top of the head early in the mornings or have somebody sing. That's really and people would talk about it. It was just 
uh, uh, so people oriented. And like you said, a lot of times now the folks that are at the top, they are so far removed from the streets and the communities. They don't really know what's going on. And I got, you know, I'm going to throw this in for free. You know what really happened? Our genre of music, the black people were reporting to the black people. Now Mm -hmm. the urban people are reporting to the pop people. So they're going to tell you what to do. Just like the the rap music. Some of them, I'm going to be honest, all your hip hop fans that are watching you, y'all might be mad at me. Some of that stuff is some garbage. Whack. The best of the garbage. Trash. Man, and it's about the content. I'm like, if you say love, you R&B. Say sex, you hip hop. They divide. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not the same music. So why didn't anybody that's young, that doesn't mean they're a rapper. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, they, they got this concept. And you know what's real funny? I know I'm moving around a lot, but another genre of music, and you see what Beyonce's testing it, but I already saw it from the streets. All people starting to sing country. And I Absolutely. give you a perfect example who somebody that's blowing up. There's a young lady named Tanya Blunt. Yep. She was signed for five years and then put a record out. That's, that's Puffy's label for whatever reason. Now she's in this group called War and Treaty. That's with her husband. The name of the music is Americana, but it's really country music. Google it. All your all your listeners out there, Google War and Treaty. They got nominated for Grammy this year. They oh, they did the uh, playoff games, and she from here. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. I remember her. And, you know, there, there's a couple of brothers that have been, I, 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 the names escape me, but there's a couple of brothers that have done very, very well in country music. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a, a black gentleman, nice looking guy, heavily built, don't know his name, but he's openly mm-hmm. gay. But when I tell you that brother can mm-hmm. sing. He can blow. Ah, uh, but yeah. again. But there's you know, trends are coming. You got you to gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta follow the money train, just like with the podcast. You know, but you know what's funny Um, during that COVID and I know you can relate, man, we ain't, we couldn't eat, man, I couldn't even go, man, I couldn't go, no, I couldn't go to church, couldn't go to gym. I would go in the parking lot and watch people go in the mall. That was my <laughs> entertainment. But what came out of that was verses. Mm. So, but the verses, I knew it was going to hit a, a, a brick wall because some of the people didn't want to do that. It was a great idea at the time. But that's one thing that was positive that came out that COVID. You see right. what I'm saying? That that um that was a positive thing. Sometimes when problems happen, things you know elevate. Yep. Um, and you know, I, I I sat back and I thought I was gonna make a point. Everybody's working out that house during the COVID. When I worked at MCA Records, I was the only company working out of my house. Nobody. I was the only in my area. I was working wow. the house, but you know how I got around it? With the word I call partnership. I had a bunch of interns. If I couldn't be there, hey, do it, do it like this. If they make a mistake, I correct them. Some of the people that worked for me ended up elevating to the next level because of the training that I I gave them, but then I got the training from somebody else. You, you right. see what I'm saying? It's like a trickle-down effect. So Exactly. I'm, yeah, so you you need somebody to help you. You know, you got you can't make it by yourself. Kentucky Fried Chicken, then they partnered with Taco Bell. They did. Serious. 
So so the aim partner, I mean, you watch the Super Bowl. What does Doritos or whatever have to do with the Super Bowl? Right. So once again, nobody gets there by themselves. Partnership. If I Partnership is so important. Mentorship. But you've really seen that because things are consolidating and you're seeing a lot of these big companies coming together. Do you think we'll start seeing more artists doing that? More collabos? Because well, remember back in, it, it seemed like back, everybody was doing collabs. And then it's just kind of, you know, now we have, you know, may a, maybe a rapper will come in on, on a hook. But we don't see a whole lot of collabs. Do you think that's going to come back around? I think what happened is people copycat. Like, if they see somebody successful with it, then they t- try it. So if somebody comes, like, remember all the mixtapes? Oh, yep. man, I'm putting a mixtape out, man. Man, man. man, I'm about to relate. Whatever the lingo is at the time, they're going to copycat the lingo because they ain't going to take the time to figure out if it worked or not. They just right. saw the other guy doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I think it probably could come back, but I think everything going cycles. I can yeah. tell you a time I worked with this group called Gap, and um, the record was grooving. And, that, was, um, that was my joke. But that record took off maybe over six months for the record to hit. Then the record hit. Then all the record labels wanted to have Teddy Riley produce that sound for their company. Then everybody got it, and it burned out. New so Jack that's Swain. why I say, does everybody get it? Man, it's time to move on, whatever that is. So I would say it is a possibility of some cycles. But watch all these people come out with the country right now. Now, Beyonce out there. But she saw it from probably somebody that had an elevator, got the name, just like Warren Treaty. You didn't even know. You right. might not even know that they already got success. And this because Beyonce got the name, she got the publicity. I watched CNN the other day. They didn't mention Warren Treaty. So Beyonce, if she hit, they're going to try to give her the credit. That and that and that that happens all the time. The same thing with her last album. You know, you would think there was never any house music or dance music oh, till Beyonce did it. And I'm like, <laughs> you on, know, man. house music been around forever, you know. Woo. But that I think that we were talking about young people um, and not learning the craft and not exposing themselves to the history of music. Because if you look oh, at man. the history, you know, black people have always, I mean, really, country music really came from us. I mean, if you want to really want to... You know what I'm saying? You really want to... Rock and roll. Down. Right. So, you know, you got these country stations talking about we don't play Beyonce, but, you know, you may think it's yours where you claimed it. It's your music. But when you get through talking, you know, country music came from us. Okay, so, you know, I I think. mm -hmm, Absolutely. Absolutely. So you think you're going to start seeing rock and roll. You know what is crazy? And this is so like random. But I was watching a video online and there was an old video, I mean, way, way back, a black man who had the voice of Elvis. Turns out Elvis stole his style. Movements, voice, articulation, you know, all his little, you know, movements that he does. He ripped it off. I wish I had that man's name, but he ripped it off because there's really no real originals anymore. It just seems like things are just being recycled, which is a beautiful thing about social media because you have generations 
that when they hear a song, they think it's the first time the song has been out. Like Genius of Love. I mean, how many times have we heard that, you know, the song being remixed and people don't know where that song came from. So we're seeing that, you know, we're artists that maybe were out 20 or 30 years ago. They're coming back in because another generation of people are just now understanding. Oh, damn. Where did that come from? Yeah. And, I you mean, know, old heads like us, we're like, where y'all been? You know? <laughs> yeah. You look at disco music. It's out there. They just, if you listen to a record, the tempo's fast. They yep. just don't call it disco. It's pop music. They just right. change the name. You know what I'm saying? So everything pretty much recycles. Um, if I was to tell somebody, man, if you want to do this business, you got to do your research. Everybody Absolutely. that tell you something, that don't mean it's true. You got to make sure it's true. I remember we had this lady, uh, Olivia, in D.C., talk about it real quick, said she was Marvin Gaye's wife. Mm-mm. Marvin Gaye's wife. She's running around town. The way I found out is I got up to her apartment when I wanted to do some business with her. Man, she had M. Gay on the tags. She had a picture of her and Marvin Gaye. But the strangest thing was she had a closet door open. She had tags on all the daggone clothes. So she was taking the clothes back. Man, scam. Boy, there's some scammers in our business, boy. Aren't there? Greatest hype man of all time, boy. You already know who, who it is. And, and he's running for president. <laughs> All fluff. All yep, it's fluff all about and, and shine. That's what I say, baby. Everything to shine and glitter and trust and believe. <laughs> you got some folks out here calling themselves sugar, but they really ain't nothing but salt. Ah, they kind of look like I, sugar, I, I, right? Oh, man, that's funny, man. That's <laughs> it is crazy. That's a good It really is. You remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give, you, I'm gonna give you credit for the first one, but the next, I did, I'm going to take credit for that. Like the preacher. Hey, man, we give you credit for the first one, but man, it's mine now. <laughs> That's funny. So, That's funny. you know, Bo, where do you see uh, Bo Sampson in the next five years? We know we've got this book coming out. Where do you see yourself and how do you see folks from our generation fitting into the future of this industry? Well, I think the main thing I'm trying to, like, I play point guard, so I pass the ball. I don't know if it's going to come back. You know how that goes. You got shooters, you got point guards. I'm a point guard. So, I mean, I see myself um, hopefully in a situation where I can help somebody. That's the first thing. And then, um, you know, if the person's popular, hopefully I can add on to what somebody got. Because even just promotion, I've done consulting, I booked shows, I actually did documentary. I told you I did a little bit of acting and Wale's video, White Shoes, and uh, been on TV. After a while, if people like you, they'll give you a shot. But I see myself, uh, I want to I wanna um, groom some people. Like, that's why I held my book up, because I want to do something special like, you know, the seminars and all the other stuff and showcases. And, you know, I've done them, but, I mean, I'm getting a certain age and, um, you know, I can't gamble like I used to. So I got to keep my health straight. But my, my main goal is to, you know, pass the ball and, um that's what I'm trying to do, not only with my book, but with my life. We Just like you helped a lot of people. And, uh, you know, you reap what you sow. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, you got to plant a lot of seeds because the seed might not grow for two, three years, man. You know, and you got to believe in yourself. And, and um, you know, you just got to do your research and, and, and do what you say you're going to do. I don't, get in, I don't get in nobody's click. 
You know, right. I, I technically do my own thing. I'm cool with everybody. I don't play both sides. I don't do something if I don't believe in it. You know, And that's so important to be somebody of, on your word. If I put my stamp on it, I mean, I'm not doing it for money or to be down or be in a certain situation. If I say it, that's Honestly, what it is. Man, that's I what it records, is. I had records that were terrible. I said, man, this record's horrible, man. But can you help me? They say, you know, the record's over, boy. <laughs> you know, that, that so was you, you, have, you have pushed a song that personally you thought wasn't good, but were able to I, get because it Because I work for the company. So right. they, they, yeah, man, you got, I'll see what I can do. So you know what, Bo, we'll give it a, a chance. Because most of the radio states really don't know what to play. They, right. they playing what everybody else playing. Else is playing. Man, I'm so, look, I, I went to radio station a, a couple weeks ago, said, man, man, I don't want a new record. I want a new old record. I'm tired of hearing that record I got on the radio by uh, BBD Poison. Can you come up with a new old record? You right. The same recurrent records that everybody else got. Give me something somebody else ain't playing. You know, after a while, that kind of messed the game up to some extent because we used to hear new music. After a while, you hear it all the time. So the younger people, you're not moving fast enough for them. That's why they're able to create their own music and listen to other, you know, podcasts like your your podcast or um you know, people that are playing other music because you get tired of hearing the same thing over and over. It's a burden factor. But what it is, the people done lost touch. Yep. They done lost touch. Because the people that are deciding what music to put out there are, again, are not connected to the streets, are not involved or going back and forth with the community to hear the feedback. So if you are, if you have that disconnect, you're going to hear it. And, you yeah. know, on the note of an, uh, a, a new old song, we came yeah. from albums, yeah. you know, yep. where people had more than one song. And That's so right. when you listen and it's like, well, why am I just hearing this one song when the whole album was a banger? You know, yep. and you don't and get to hear work. that. And yes. the artwork in the credits. And man, Everything. This did this, man, this, this is a piece of work, artwork. You, you see what I'm oh. saying? You know what I'm yes. saying? It, it's not just one song, you get in a whole package. And it was fun to go in the in the record stores. Man, look, man, this is a new record. And you ask the guy that worked there, what are people coming in for? That's how I, I was sitting in the record shop and, and just sitting there, man, what you what you think about this record? You think this is any good? And I would take the feedback and then I would know how I had to put a plan together to try to expose the group or the product. You know? Right. And um you know, and then people got to learn their rules. Most people don't trademark their, their their name and all that stuff. There was so much, and I guess I could talk about it now, with the new edition thing, there was a trademark problem. There was a mm. Houdini had a trademark problem. Blackstreet. So all you guys out there trying to be artists and singers, man, y'all got to start with the ABCs. Trademark your music. I mean, uh, trademark your name for your company. Library of Congress, send it there. At least do the steps. That I mean, you're going to completely win because whoever get out there first is going to win the game. Right. Some people are taking songs. Movies. Mm-hmm. Look at the guy at Good Times. That guy uh, 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 did all that um, shows for the um, Norman Lear. Right. He he was really the one that put the stuff together, but he he didn't get credit, you know? So it's people a lot don't of know things. people don't know the ABCs and 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 building of the foundation 
Uh, because when you get done, it's still a business. So if you don't know what you're doing in terms of building the foundation of that business, somebody's going to get you. You're going to get got. And we've heard it time and time again how, you know, artists send their music to record labels or to, you know, producers and they don't have the business taken care of. And maybe the producer is like, nah, man, we good. And then a year later, you hear somebody singing your song. I know a famous producer, I'm not going to mention the name, where they would come in, yeah, let me hear your stuff, man. They record it. Why, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> hey, man, they, they say, no, boom, that bad boy out. Say, man, gone. You get the song, they, you're gone. But it, it's part of the game. It's people. The love of money is the root of all evil. So you mm. got different types of individuals. You got the street people. You got the bougie bougie. Anything where there's a lot of popularity, you're going to have different type of people. But you got to figure out how you can communicate to these people and do your homework. You know, indeed. You homework. Somebody knows something about somebody. You just got to put, you just got to do your research, talk to people that have done stuff. Because some people be lying, man. Hey, don't man. they? Oh, man. <laughs> hype. Hype. All smoke. And up in New York, <laughs> I learned from Uptown and them, them guys, New York, they try to hype me. I said, hold up, man. I'm working the record now too. You right. know what I'm saying? Uptown, you know, that was a powerful label on uh through our company, but they ain't had no staff. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they said when they I watched something, I said, hold up, man. Y'all trying to say we didn't do nothing. Y'all create the music, but y'all ain't had no staff. Mm. They can be mad all they want. That's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Some things ain't at the pit. You know, but they 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 did well, but I, I just been fortunate enough to there were every genre of music from hip hop to, you know, uh, you know, from pop to country. And I love music, and I know you do too. All different styles. I do. Styles. I do. Makes you feel across good. the across the board, across the board. So somebody's listening right now, and they're like, "Man, I want to pick this brother's brain. I want to find yeah. out some of the knowledge he has." How can they find you on social media, Bo? Uh, the find me on social media is Bo Sampson underscore Bo Sampson on Instagram. Facebook is Bo Sampson. And, you know, um, I pretty much respond to everything, you know, because that might be that one time I didn't respond. That might have been the money train. Right. <laughs> you know, it was real funny. Um, real quick story. I um, At one point I had my hand on that Tyler Perry thing. And I tried to, um, when Tyler Perry was doing them plays and plays. I hooked up something where they could see him live and the network came back and said, man, they too broad for, for, uh, uh, TV, man. Six months later, dire mad black woman came out, man, Olivia, I wouldn't even be talking on the phone. If I got any money, I'd be in Kauai <laughs> on surfboard. If I got one penny of that boy money. You know, (laughs) and a lot of people don't know that have come in lately where his foundation was on the stage. He played, he he made himself happen. That joke was all over for, uh, for, for years before he got an opportunity. Absolutely. And again, with the story, you see what the shine, but you don't know the grind that took to, and the time that it took for him to get to that point. He put his time in. I don't care what nobody. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And that's not that's not something out. that just came out came out like, oh, he came out of nowhere. No, if you know, you know. You know what I mean? You absolutely know. Well, Bo, I tell you, um, we go back 25 years in the music industry. You've seen it. 
You've heard it. You've talked about it. And now we're going to have some proof with this book. Now, will you let me know when the book drops? You're going to be you you will be the first one. And maybe I can come back on. We give away some stuff. Cause I got I all kinds of stuff. Create the hype. And I want to say something to you. Hey, man, you one of the best that I've ever heard on radio. You were before Wendy Williams. Tweet it. <laughs> exit out. I mean, you you got the look. You got the talent. People still talk about you. I'm out there all the time. And everybody always talks about it. But in God's time, whatever's going on with you, I wish you the best. And I know it's going to be bigger than it was before. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bo. And it's been a true pleasure talking to you and really just looking back on on music, it, the industry, when it was more about people, yes. not about likes and follows. And, you know, we came from a time when real music, when it sold, you knew exactly how many sold. It wasn't, I think, I thought. These are actual folks going in and actually spending their money on products. So you know those numbers were real. Now, we really don't know. We don't know. You know, you might have had a million or, you know, we don't know. Did you really, though? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. You had to cut our eyes, but like, really, for real? Yeah, real. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Let me know when your book comes okay. out, because I there's some knowledge in there that somebody needs to benefit from. And I hope if anybody's out here listening to this podcast right now, you this is the brother you want to talk to. You yeah. really want to know about the industry, the ins and the outs, and what it takes to get to that level. This is the brother you want to reach out to. So, and again, these opportunities, people don't, people sleep on the opportunities, but you have someone here that has all these years of experience and exposure. If you're out there listening, you might want to hit the brother up. He, you know, he might be able to help you out and, and put something on your mind that maybe possibly can bloom into something beautiful. And then you can reach back and help somebody else. Cause that's really what it's all about. Any closing words, Bo, before we go? Hey, man. I'd just like to thank God first. And hopefully you guys get something. And please support my girl in this podcast because uh, I think it's one of the best that's out there. Not just in the United States, but around the world. Let I appreciate it. Podcast. I appreciate it, Bo. Really. Thank you, Bo. Thanks so much. That's going to do it, y'all. I tell you, we just keep doing it. We just keep rolling. Y'all got to tell a friend to tell a friend. The Olivia Fox Podcast, we are motivating. We're showing you innovators. We're hopefully, we'll give you some laughs along the way, but hopefully we will inspire you to be and do a little bit better and be what you were put here to be. Live with purpose. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. And hopefully folks can get an opportunity because we do it every day. Ain't that right, Bo? That's right. Living with every purpose. Pass the ball, it might come by. <laughs> Absolutely. Bo Samson, thank you so much. That's going to do it for another edition of the Olivia Fox Podcast. And we will talk again soon. The Olivia Fox Podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean O' Line Media Podcast Network at Mean O' Line Media. Get the Mean O' Line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean O' Line Media production.